What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 188 in a year four. And are there troubles on the horizon for DC, Clay, in the forms of a writer strike? Because I have to say, uh, uh, this has scarred me. The last time there was a writer strike, we got Transformers 2. (laughs) <laughs> and that movie is fucking hot garbage. I I had said in the Discord that the last time the strike took place, I lost uh, one of my favorite shows at the time, which was mm-hmm. uh, Heroes. Uh, of yeah. course, it had uh, Hayden uh, Panettiere. Um, it had uh, oh shit, uh, Asian freak- actor that got pretty big after that for a bit. Yeah, yeah, and then it had a uh, freaking. Oh my god, the dude that got super famous from the Star Trek movies uh, afterward. Um, um, I, I think... No, 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 no. Uh, the one who ended up playing Spock. Uh, oh. He, he I was wanted to say vi- Adam Driver, but it's not Adam Driver. No, no he, he ended up getting... Uh, I think it's like Zachary something. He ended up being... Yeah, uh, Quinto? Yes, yes, yeah, Zachary okay. Quinto. Yeah, um, yeah he, he was like one of the greatest villains written on Mm -hmm. television at the time and then uh of course he went to star trek dude this strike is going to be crazy with with the amount of things that are already rolling as far as uh our new dcu and of course the monster that is already the mcu um for those of you who are not informed um, I have some articles here that I will uh, be referencing, but the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, voted, uh, I believe it was uh, three days ago as the time we were recording this, yeah. uh, to to go on strike eventually. It's not a, hey, we're going on strike today. We're not going on strike like next week. Uh, the WGA and I believe it is the... Uh, Alliance of Motion Pictures mm-hmm. are in negotiations until May 1st. If negotiations do not go through and do they don't settle on something, then on May 1st, uh, the WGA will go on strike. Yeah. Um, it was a, just to put the numbers out there for you guys, um, the, uh, the whole entire guild went on a, a vote which was uh oh i will say uh 78% of the uh, wga voted uh mm-hmm. this time around um 9218 members were uh the total votes 9020 mm-hmm. decided to go on strike while a ho- while only 198 decided to not go on strike this was yeah. a gigantic margin of 97.8 percent uh voted yes to go on strike um and i'd be curious curious of the age differences like if if it's like old hollywood's like we're good enough you know we don't need more and and i do have the bullet points of like what they're asking for and we'll go into that later but the the fact that like uh we were talking just about like what happened the last strike right yeah um the last strike lasted a hundred days yeah and it pushed projects like back it delayed projects for about six months Mm. so for to put things in perspective 
a TV production is anywhere from six to nine months regularly. Yeah. That delay made one season of production an entire year. Yeah. That is insane. I read something along the lines of it cost them like $6.8 billion or something last time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, Southern California uh-huh. um, lost about $6 billion in revenue uh, yeah. to the fact that there was no productions uh, moving forward during that time during the strike. Um, which is absolutely insane. Now, I would say this is going to hurt more because since then, we have now the established uh, studios in Georgia. Uh, yeah. Famously, uh, uh, the what is the it's it's the when you watch the movie, you see the Georgia peach, right? Like mm-hmm. that is the the studios that have become very pronounced since the uh, the last strike. And so it's going to be hurting two different parts of the economy. Um, So this is going to be a big one. I think this is going to hurt a lot. The reason why we're talking about it now is because uh, James Gunn just, uh, I think finished his first draft, which is also a topic that we will uh, be talking about um, his first draft of Superman legacy. Yeah. But there's a lot of moving parts in the DCU kind of already snowballing. That snowball literally stops if the writer strike uh, goes through. Yeah. So we could be seeing like as, as much as we were really excited for a 2025 release of Superman and mm-hmm. quite possibly other DCU projects, it's quite possible now that that doesn't happen until 2026. Yeah, that would suck. Although, I mean, luckily it, I don't think it will affect Superman. Um, because James Gunn has already come, came out and said, or there was reports that they're going to start filming in January. So even if this yes. writer's strike were to hold out for the next six months, that it still wouldn't be January. Yeah. So they're probably already planning for that. They're like, yo, there might be a strike. James Gunn's writing. I doubt James Gunn. Obviously, he's probably got a shitload of money. You know, he probably wipes his ass with dollar bills. So like he <laughs> is gonna keep writing i think i think he knows that he's like no i want to make this amazing universe like even if we're on a writer strike i'm not gonna stop writing like i'll just keep working on my other projects like he's not james gunn is not somebody that needs to stop to like oh man i need to take a project somewhere because i'm you know living paycheck to paycheck you know what i mean so when you have that luxury you can just keep working right like it doesn't matter i mean we see like i mean in in our sphere nowadays it's like youtubers right like youtubers will take months off at a time like six months and then come back and they're like oh yeah and they're still fine they're good nothing matters but here's here's the thing also i am pretty sure uh i would have to uh see i wonder if there's a list of uh wga members Mm -hmm. uh i am pretty sure tom king is uh, a part of that guild wouldn't surprise me his mom's in the industry so um yeah i I wouldn't surprise me if he's got a high respect for that as well so he'll probably listen to it as well unless you know but i also feel like tom king is also because here's the thing it i think what the way the guild works it doesn't mean like stop doing everything you're doing i think it just means like hey you're not going to report to anybody you're not going to listen to anybody you're not going to meet your deadlines because we're going on strike it doesn't mean you stop working i think creatives always work like I'm pretty sure Tom King would keep writing his comic. Well, I mean, I think DC is separate from that, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. He'll still be writing comics. And I'm pretty sure he'll be like, I got time. Because like, here's the thing. 
uh, from what I've read and what I've heard is Tom King is like a, a schedule machine when he comes to writing comics. So yeah. I don't think he would want to get off his schedule, no matter if there's a strike or not. He would just keep working, but he's not turning anything in. You know, it's like, all right, yeah. there's no deadlines. And I, I would do the same thing because, you know, I've been doing a schedule for the last few months now, trying to like stay above and in, in, in front of things. And I'm just like, damn, I got to really keep doing that or I'm just going to fall off. And I think that's just how everybody works. That's that's at least successful or is very consistent with things. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they would stop working. I just don't think they'd be turning anything in. So that's kind of how I see it, at least. Um, because that would like just imagine it. Be- Hollywood isn't going to take a I feel like Hollywood would be like, OK, you know, we've been y'all been off for six months. We're not going to yeah. give you another six months to keep writing. Like, we want this shit fucking two weeks from now. You know what I mean? I feel like that'll be the thing. So I think a lot of writers will just keep writing. They're just not going to turn anything in. That way, when it is time, they're like, oh, I'm done. So, like, give me my money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just don't. I just remember all the fucking shitty films we got from that six-month writer's strike. And a lot of people will say, like, well, they can't film something in six months. It's like, no, they tried to hire other people to get stuff done. Because not yeah. everybody's in the guild. Yeah, and and I hear a lot of people joking around that are like, oh, you know, this is my time to shine. I can jump into Hollywood when everybody else is on strike. And that's essentially what happened back in 2007. Um, one of the big things that is more of like something that we see that is more common now but wasn't back then and the reason why transformers 2 sucked ass was the fact that hollywood basically told their directors hey you need to start writing scripts yeah and that is what has like again it's become a little bit more of the norm now because people have become a little bit more experienced with it but back then it was not something that they were uh prominent to Mm-hmm. Uh, when when working with a director and a writer combo type thing yeah yeah it was uh it was wild man if you have not seen transformers 2 in a long time go watch that film it is fucking garbage <laughs> the mom gets high i think that's the one where the transformer has balls like dick and balls and shit like it's yeah it is like a teenager wrote that film like it is fucking awful um and it's probably why megan fox was like i'm out after that <laughs> <laughs> uh, she went on to do so many other bad movies that probably were written in the same era because yeah. uh jonah hex came out around that time i think that was awful yeah. um uh although jennifer's body became a cult classic which is crazy yeah i i've, I've recently seen that like a yeah. lot of people now love it i'm just like it's, that's a weird take it's super cult classic which is crazy i feel like scott pilgrim was the same way though like i don't think a lot of people saw scott pilgrim in theaters i did I thought it was fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. But people love that film. That now. soundtrack, dude. The soundtrack amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's Edgar Wright, though. I mean, Edgar Wright is great. <laughs> um, so pretty, pretty crazy stuff. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I of course, D, of course, this happens when DC's relaunching. Is all I got to say. Like, of course, we cannot catch a fucking break. Like, it, it absolutely sucks. Because, I mean, I think you're right when it comes to somebody like a James Gunn, who, of course, is the head of DC Studios and does have a very large history in writing his own scripts. I think he is a just a mon like he is a writing machine. And so mm-hmm. he will just keep going. Um, I'm curious to see how his writer's room, his table um, that we have heard, uh, of course, 
the uh, I know uh, Christina Hodges, um, Tom King. Um, I, I I can't remember the other. I think there's two or three others on in that writers room. But I'm curious on how much that puts them in a bind. Um, yeah. So uh, it does look like, and I do feel like there will be immediate changes to the schedule of what we saw uh, for the DC use uh, first chapter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I also feel like some of these projects are already, probably already in the works, like Creature Commandos. I'm pretty sure the animation on that's already started. Um, have we got a confirmation if Creature Commandos is going to be like 3D or 2D? Um, because James I Gunn said 2D is so. coming back, right? Yes, he did say yeah. that uh, that uh, animation will be both uh, 3D and 2D animation. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Let's hope that there's no strike because one as creatives ourselves, we would not, we, I mean, we want creatives to get paid well. Right. And I yes, know a lot yes. of the rights, I think you have the list there. It's about a lot of stuff regarding streaming essentially. Right. Because they're not yes. getting paid properly for streaming and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, it was a big thing when it came to, let's see here. Uh, uh, a lot of it was uh, the the primary work areas were screen, episodic television, and comedy uh, variety was like the big hitters, which are ironically the big hitters of streaming. Um, but uh, just so everybody knows, uh, and as I said, it wasn't an immediate strike. The strike will start if negotiations do not come to a head by May 1st. Yeah. Uh, so as of us recording today they have 10 days uh to figure something out um and i don't know if they negotiate on the weekend so it could be even shorter than that um so we will see how all that goes some of the things that are on the list of their demands uh increase minimum compensation significantly to address the devaluation of writers in all areas of television new media and features uh, standardized compensation and residual terms for features, whether uh, released theatrically or on streaming. That's another big one, mm-hmm. uh, like you said. Um, just some other ones in here. Increased residual uh, for undercompensated reuse markets. Uh, restrict uh, uncompensated use of excerpts. Um, there was some uh, pension plans and health fund stuff as well. Uh, as uh, professional standards and protection uh, in the employment of writers, such as uh, strengthened uh, regulation of op- options and ex- exclusivity in TV writers' employment contracts. There was one here that was like, address the abuse of mini rooms. Like, that's hmm. weird. Apparently, writers have like very limited space and kind of like constrict them to like basically like being in a closet. Like, hey, you're going to yeah. fix this script. And you're not allowed to leave this tiny ass room until you do type of thing. Yeah. And that's that's just fucking weird. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want a writer to write in their like comfort zone? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of weird. But I also feel like I would probably, I mean, writer's rooms would probably get annoying to me at some point. Um, I've never really tried to work with a bunch of people like that before. Um, and it's also like at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I feel like James Gunn is at his house writing with his fucking wife and his dog. You know what I mean? I yeah. doubt he's in a fucking office or a writer's room. I doubt it, yeah. but could be wrong. And it, I mean, I think he probably just hits up everybody be like, yo. Um, 
But speaking of that, so let's jump over to the powers that uh, James Gunn has as a CEO, because I don't want to say it was making waves, but people were definitely talking about it. And I do want to say it does seem like it was a certain group of people that were upset about it. But I actually, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just my logical brain here, but I kind of assumed that's what he was doing anyways. So, um, but yeah, so I believe if I'm not mistaken, how did this come about? He, it was Superman Day recently, right? Or the anniversary of Superman? It was the anniversary of Superman. Um, the going back on the thread and kind of looking at how this all started, he posted uh, the picture of his script saying, yes. I'm honored to be a part of the legacy and what a uh, better day than on Superman anniversary day to dive fully into the early pre-production on Superman legacy costumes, product uh, production design, and more now up and running. So any and all rumors that you had heard about Superman legacy, they mm -hmm. were all false. Now, at least if there is inklings of something, you could say there is a pinch of salt to it. Yeah. Now that uh, everything is now up and running. Um, so, uh, somebody randomly asked, uh, James Gunn on this post, curious if WB gave you notes and how did you receive them? Mm -hmm. He said, no, WB wouldn't be giving me notes on a DC studios production. Since we came on board, we're two separate entities within WB discovery. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody, uh, uh, I'm trying to see if they are, in fact, a part of the cult. Yeah. Um, I clicked on their account. Nothing really shows that they are, but they do have a, a profile picture with, like, the red eyes. Mm. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, that's a little uh, yeah. eye-rolling. Uh, but he asks, then who at DC gives you notes? Which I think is a valid question. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, like, you you can't say that you are perfect at everything. I think yeah. everybody needs some sort of feedback in some sort. So James Gunn does say, uh, it's interesting to see the numerous responses to my answer here about how notes work in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. From when I began writing, I have given my scripts and stories to many different trusted parties for quote-unquote notes. Listening to constructive criticism is the lifeblood of any writer, like we just said. Um, so he does go on to a little bit of a thread here saying, uh, so as the head of DC Studios, I give the script to people I trust, like my ex, uh, my exec, uh, Chantel Nong, uh, or DC Comics writer Tom King, mm -hmm. and get their thoughts about what works well and what could work better so I can improve my script. To paraphrase Stephen King, um, first draft door closed, Second draft door open. Writing is communication, so this is important. All that said, I've never, as a director, been given notes I was ordered to take. Not from the Universal, uh, uh, not from Universal on Slither, from Marvel on Guardians films, nothing. I've always tried to take the notes that will actually make the film better, and I argue about the ones I think won't work, which I think is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, James uh, then goes on to say, this process has worked for me because I have been blessed in the partners I've chosen to work with. We all move. Uh, we are all moving towards one thing, making the movie better. And I can put my ego aside and be open when I need to be and convincing when I need to be. He, uh, as his last part of this, he says, uh, I know this is not the case for everyone. 
And it wasn't always the case for me as a writer. Again, I am blessed in this way, but that's how notes work. And I'm not going to suddenly stop taking them because I'm not, uh, because I'm the head of a studio. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like, so as I get older and as I try to learn more and more about the industry or just anything I'm in, you start to real, you start to learn, I should say, to start separating who you're getting information from or different people's opinions. I don't know if you feel the same way about this, but like I have noticed that I will put somebody's opinions or critiques if they are also like maybe in the industry or trying to be like a writer themselves or something like that. I'll put their opinions at slightly higher elevated than somebody that just watches content, right? Because I think that people that are trying to do it themselves go out and research and learn and try to become writers right where everybody else thinks like oh they should have just did this or they should have just did that it's anybody can say that right like anybody could be like they should have done this or like oh i heard this guy on youtube say this and they should have actually done that because it would have been a better story or whatever right but sitting your ass in a chair and actually trying to write a comic book trying to write a novel trying to write a movie is so fucking different and it's a different experience and so I, Clay can speak uh, from, from uh, experience here. I have given out my scripts to, for people to read because I am also kind of like, hey, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect. Like, I want to see what other people yeah. think. And I like to give my scripts to a variety of people. Uh, I've given it to some friends that don't even like comics. And I'm like, what do you think about this? I just need to know your true opinion. Are you not interested in it? Whatever, whatever. I've given it to people that I know love comics. And I give it to people that I'm just like, they might be into comics, but I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe this would get them into it, you know? And I yeah. try to get everybody's feedback because I want to know um, if it's good or not. You know what I mean? Because if, like, I think there, it's a cash 22 when you give it to just friends, right? Or just people that you know are going to like things. Because it's like, well, you're not going to help me. Like, I need somebody that's going to tell me if it sucks or not, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I need. And so uh, with James Gunn here, I think he does the same thing, right? He goes and gives it to established people that have also been in the industry or that he knows, like he said, that he can trust, right? And trust doesn't mean, like, fucking blow smoke up your ass. It just means, like, these people will tell me the honest truth. And they'll let me know, like, hey, uh, you know, it's, you know. 90% 90% good that this yeah. 10% kind of blows. Like, I don't like what you did with Lois Lane or I don't like what you, you know, Superman shouldn't do that or whatever. And as Gunn said, that's when you get into an area where you take in the criticism, but that's when you have to decide as a creator, well, does it benefit the story? And is that a legitimate criticism, you know? And that's what I do. Like, my thing is, because I know a lot of people on Discord will argue with me when it comes to shit or whatever, and I have no problem talking to certain people, Right. As long as you're bringing me like solid information and solid facts, I will genuinely consider your your stance. I'm like, yeah, that's a fair point. Like that's a that's a good thing, and I I can see that perspective. But if you're just talking out of your ass, you're like, oh, that movie wasn't good. I'm like, okay, well, why wasn't it good? Ah, just because I, I didn't like it. That's just your fucking opinion. You're not giving me an actual <laughs> fucking stance. Like, it, you know, it wasn't good because there was plot holes. It wasn't good because the CGI was garbage. Like, uh, granted, I do think CGI, uh debates are kind of dumb because i think cgi is kind of regressing a lot in hollywood like they're not really taking their time to do it anymore so i don't think those debates are uh, really fair but 
for the most part yeah i mean if you're if you're bringing a genuine criticism and genuine like conversation i will always be open to your perspective and also if you're not being a douche like some people go straight to the insults like oh you're a fucking idiot that's twitter twitter yeah. automatically mm -hmm. idiot insult the first thing i'm like all right well mute you know you're not uh, I'm not gonna waste time on you but yeah i think this is smart um and i know a lot of people are like oh just because he's the boss he doesn't need to take notes like yada 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 Go look at every other famous fucking writer. You think they're taking notes? You think Alan Moore was fucking taking notes from anybody? Highly fucking doubt it. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. And you but, think fucking like uh any like manga artist, you think they're taking or not manga mangaka, I should say, that's writing and and drawing is taking notes anymore? Like they're just not doing it. Like, like, no, I've done it. At, but start, I wanted, at the start, it should. I I wanted to bring up something that was going on in the Discord. Mm -hmm. um rafael brought up this thread as well um and brought up the fact that gun uh shouted out uh his exact uh, executive as well as tom king and he was yeah. like i feel like he's kind of throwing him them under the bus and you said no it's not exactly like that and i could yeah. see kind of that mentality of being mm -hmm. like oh james gunn is throwing these two names out so if it does suck you can throw the blame on these two people not on james gunn i can yeah. totally see how somebody could twist those words uh but Raphael's uh uh discourse was while i appreciate the intent it seems to me that he is overexposing king too much what i'm saying here is that if there is an alleged case that the movie doesn't do well people will go for the easy way in saying that it failed because of king you brought up a really good point mm -hmm. uh that the general audience not comic book fans not movie fans mm -hmm. but the general audience that literally just goes to see these movies because superheroes are on the screen and they want to enjoy a good time or a good movie uh they don't look at the credits yeah those are the people that always get up at at the start of the credits in a marvel movie mm -hmm. or you know now that you know post-credit scenes have been ingrained into our our brains the general audience they could care less about that stuff right yeah they don't see who wrote this movie who was the producer on this movie all of these other credits they don't care about that yeah. so the idea of people blaming king is very very minute yeah. more so people would blame a director of yeah. course famously Zack snyder a lot of people just put the blame on Zack snyder for a lot of things mm -hmm. there is a lot of moving parts of course Zack yeah. snyder was a big part of putting his ideas onto paper but there's a lot of moving parts with that as well and i don't think zach is the number one person to blame uh, yeah. for those reasons uh rafael then said i have not said that they were however king is a writer who is in bad streak on the internet and although maybe it's not the majority i assure you that there will be groups that will say very loudly uh that it failed because of him and we brought up a very good point mm -hmm. in like King and James have this very weird like relationship that they both have been like they have both been canceled yeah in some groups of individuals mm -hmm. whether that be comic book fans whether that be movie fans or whatnot they have this and I think that helps them in being like hey we're not going to take shit from the people who already hate us yeah let's take the actual criticism type of stuff yeah uh and and I think that's going to work better for them, for sure. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who has been mini canceled before, um, I think on TikTok, yeah, on TikTok, <laughs> you it changes your perspective. It genuinely it makes you think about like, okay, 
why are these people do for for a while you're like damn like did i fuck up did i do this and what can happen is i when they, when it happened to me i started talking to my friends about the whole situation and people in that community and i was just like hey tell me how, how did this go like did i do it wrong did i fuck up and they were like you could have approached it better but you know x and x and this and then i you know i tried to do what what they tell you you should do and i'm like all right let's see what happens and i still got shit on it didn't fucking matter like i tried to do everything properly and they're still like go kill yourself fuck you and i'm just like holy shit and so you just think about it and you're just like why waste the time i can under now it, it's sad that i understand this point of view now but when people get canceled i understand why they don't give a fuck anymore because it doesn't matter what you do. And I understand why some people don't even try to benefit because they're like, it's not going to matter. Because for the for the rest of time, you are going to see me about, you're going to see me as that bad person in that one moment. And that's yeah. how people see James Gunn. They see him as his 10-year-old tweets. It's probably like it's, 12, it's, 15 years it's old It's very now. weird. Like the, the phrasing forgive and forget is non-existent in, in 2020. And, oh, and, yeah. And moving, mm-hmm. and moving forward. Yeah. Um, it like because the whole thing uh, i know this is completely off topic we were very uh, briefly talking about it the whole thing with uh jonathan majors like if it comes out that he is in fact innocent Mm -hmm. people won't care because there has been he has been dragged through the mud recently with everything that's been going on people have dropped him and all sorts of stuff like Mm -hmm. he will always be known as the person who was accused of beating up his ex-girlfriend yeah and I and it, the thing is sucks is also as a man, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like you are automatically put in the corner and you have to fight tooth and nail to come out. You have to get to Johnny level, Johnny Depp levels of stardom and have your shit broadcast sometimes to kind of showcase that you aren't the villain that you were painted to be. Granted, Johnny Depp isn't perfect. Some shit got revealed about him, too, but it wasn't as like projected as the way it was originally you know portrayed right so like yeah it's kind of it kind of crazy like people are always they're gonna have this picture of you like a lot of people think snyder is just completely garbage right when it comes to Zack snyder i liked genuinely some of his films like that is not a lie i just don't like what it became after justice league you know i don't like the fandom i don't like how he doesn't you know to stray away from it i've said it a million times but i've always said cinematically i think fucking Zack snyder is one of the best um if you could just put him behind a camera and he's not directing i think he'd be phenomenal but i don't know so like yeah people are always gonna have these impressions of you and that's why you have to you have to unfortunately you have to separate some people right you want everybody to be equal like that's what the perfect world would be but people's opinions and ideas push them up or push them down in different people's minds right like it's just the truth and if somebody is constantly saying like, oh, everything sucks. I fucking hate everything. I don't, uh, uh, uh. you know, that guy, nobody cares about that guy. Nobody wants to talk to that guy or even hang out with that guy because it's yeah. like, we can't even have fun. You, you fucking hate everything. Get out of here, James. Nobody cares. And it's just like, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I had mentioned it to, to Raphael there that like, yeah, people are just going to hate tom king no matter what like we've said it a million times your analogy is he's the ryan johnson of comic books you either love him or you hate him and uh well you know we'll see what happens um but i don't think tom king as much as i love tom king and i'm a fucking tom king stan 
he is nowhere near the level of James Gunn. James Gunn yeah. will thump him 10 out of 10 times in uh, hatred and popularity, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I just didn't I didn't really agree with that, that whole thing. But moving on from the James Gunn stuff to other powerful uh, Marvel directors. A lot of shit came out about the Russo brothers this past week. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know about it. Um, apparently they were, I don't, what were they doing an interview for? But they mentioned, they were like, Oh, I wouldn't mind directing Batman. So, uh, from what I know recently, um, that I don't know where it originally came from. I'll be completely honest in saying that I don't know where the, where they had to address mm-hmm. like, cause of course they addressed it, but where it yeah. came from originally, um, uh, I think it was from, I actually have the old, uh, it came from uh, Murphy's Multiverse was the first initial um, article that talked about them being interested, being like, hey, we would love to do this. Um, But I don't know if it was a exact interview. It says here um, that they were uh, busy doing a whole bunch of stuff recently they have been doing a lot of non-mcu stuff since yeah. endgame uh they have not touched uh any marvel uh series or movies um they're actually i think they're in uh interviews for a amazon series called citadel that's what it was for mm. um and the question came up if they would be interested in working with um James Gunn over at the at DC Studios and it says here obviously James over uh there is over there running it uh it would be a no brainer we would love him uh we love him to death we'd love uh the direction he's going uh to take in the world uh you know he's going to be uh inventive with it and favorite DC characters i mean man there are so many good ones i always answered based on the comics i collected as a kid and the two comics i collected uh, most were Spider-Man and actually there was three Spider-Man, X-Men and Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he obviously would love to work with Batman. And so now they have addressed in a, I believe a CBR article uh, basically saying, Hey guys, don't worry. We're not directing Batman. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just a question and they mm-hmm. answered a question. That was basically it. And people don't need to freak out about it um yeah it's like if i was like yeah i want to write batman one day and everybody just automatically believed it they're like oh no juice is gonna write batman that guy fucking hates everything you know what i mean like (laughs) that's how it would be but yeah um i i don't know how you would feel about the russos i love winter soldier but i just don't know if they could handle batman correctly so here's the thing like yes of course i would think that for their comic book stuff you have to look at their comic book stuff in relation to batman yeah but in relation to batman i think you have to look at their non mcu stuff to see what other elements that they could bring to the table Mm -hmm. um they uh did of course the i can't remember the name of it but they recently did like a spy movie with chris evans and um uh oh man who was the other uh i don't know what time uh, movie that is it, it was uh the uh uh Jean Paul. yeah uh it was a netflix movie um that oh, they did um 
I can't. Uh, it was uh, the Gray Man. I think it was. Yes, it was the. Oh, gray they're man. doing the Gray Man too, right? Like, yes, isn't they that, yeah. they did the Gray Man. They're doing the Gray Man too. Uh, some people have said that the Gray Man was not very good. Yeah. Um, there is a Netflix uh, movie as well with Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. called uh, the Expansion, or the uh, it, it, it's a military movie where mm-hmm. basically um, think of like. I would say, uh, oh shoot, uh, maybe what is uh, think of not Rambo on steroids, but mm-hmm. like think of a Rambo esque type movie, okay, with Chris Hemsworth, um, almost almost like uh, Tom Clancy meets Rambo type of mm-hmm. thing, okay, uh, it, and uh, I thought that movie was very good. I, I know maybe one or two people that didn't like it, but they're making a second movie of that. So the Russos, I think, have a good enough name mm-hmm. and big enough movies to basically pick any movie that they would want to do with a big studio. Yeah. But I don't know if I would choose Batman yeah. for them to be in the DC universe. I So the reason why I wouldn't look at their other stuff, Clay, is because um, I don't want fucking realistic Batman anymore. So anything outside of a comic book movie, I don't fucking care. So true. And Winter Soldier is like their most realistic slash comic booky movie. Yeah. And I was like, that is the perfect example of what they can do. But I need it to be more comic booky than Winter Soldier, but not as comic booky as Infinity War or you know whatever. Because I I I will die on the hill that I don't remember shit from Infinity War before the snap. Like, there's just nothing that's in that movie that I remember. <laughs> it's just a snap, and that's it. Endgame, awesome. I remember shitload from Endgame because it's yeah. so epic, right? Nobody, like, shows stuff from Infinity War, right? Everything on Twitter is always, like, a uh, cap on your left and fucking all the other uh, shit. Well, I will say this. I think the number one thing that, you, that people usually show from mm-hmm. Infinity War is the fight between Doctor Strange and Thanos, which is, like, the insane like reality bending type of stuff uh dr strange goes like 20 arms yeah he goes all naruto the shadow clone jutsus and all that stuff like that's a scene that i I see see like i see it once a month really the one thing i see all the time is just the the one finger i see that but that's end game right yeah that's end yeah that's end game and the snap obviously um I dude, I never see anything. I just see this. I just see everybody disintegrating because they use it as a meme, right? Yeah. Or like somebody says something stupid. And, oh, fucking. I don't feel so good, Mister. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember <laughs> from that movie. Endgame's amazing, you know. So like, I I will say that as much as like I don't care about the MCU anymore, seeing Cap grab the fucking Thor's hammer is one of the best comic book scenes ever. You know, like. Yeah. In everybody freaked out in the theater. Like it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Like you I as much as I'm a DC stand and everything, that was a great comic book moment. Um, but yeah, so like I the Russos, I would not want them to touch Batman. I would be 100 percent on board Green Arrow. Cause they could yeah. do goofy. They could do yes. goofy. I would totally be okay with that. Yeah. I would be so, okay with that. Give uh give the Russos green arrow because they dude because they could do a uh, boxing glove arrow. Or what and I think it's getting a little crazy if if you expand the universe. I think eventually they will, mm-hmm. but not Teen Titans, but Titans. 
What do you think? Mm, I mean, nothing could be worse than the show, right? So <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there right now. But um, yeah, yeah, I definitely I'd be down. I just think Green Arrow would be amazing. I want to see a Green Arrow movie. Like, that's all I want. I do. I, I, I definitely do. I've been calling for it for so long. I I had predicted um, before we even started uh, Batman News Weekly mm-hmm. that if they wanted to reboot uh, DC, then they should they should start with a list of characters that involve Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah, I think Green sure. Arrow would be great because, like, he's I don't know he he can be funny Batman if he wanted to. You know what I mean? I think he could be as charismatic as Superman. Mm-hmm. but as inventive and somewhat threatening as batman yeah yeah because like hawkeye i feel like they didn't do enough with him like yeah bow and arrow guys are cool like i every time i get a bow and arrow in a video game that's my weapon of choice i <laughs> love a bow and arrow because just seeing an arrow go into somebody's head and they fall i'm like that's awesome you know what i mean a bullet goes straight through an arrow just sticks there and you're just like yeah <laughs> that's my mark um, so like Tomb Raider and shit, I love those kind of games. I mean, a fucking Breath of the not Breath of the Wild, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like yeah, such such good fucking games. So I love me a bow and arrow. So I definitely want to see some Green Arrow on screen. Do you think James Gunn basically recasts all of Birds of Prey? I I think he I think he will. Yeah. Um, I I think if anybody has the chance to stay. I think it's uh freaking Smollett. Uh no, I think it's uh oh. what's her name from uh Huntress, uh who played Huntress. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm curious though, because like yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of them would be recast. I could see Huntress as being um what's her face from Guardians, uh the green one. Um, uh zoe zeldana well yeah one thing that i wanted to bring into here but there wasn't really enough information to really bring it as a topic um we know that uh james has talked about the idea of bringing in his fellow mcu uh co-workers yeah into the dcu and uh i've seen a, a lot recently of, of people focusing on uh zoe zeldana mm-hmm. um and the potential characters that she could play in the future. Um, uh, I would love her as Black Canary. Uh, a lot of people have fan casted her as Hawk Girl as well. I think she would be uh, a pretty cool Hawk Girl as well. Um, but I, I think that is more interesting uh, of a conversation when we get a little bit more I- info on them actually being a part of the DCU. Um, as, as in like, oh, James has confirmed that these people will be on a project. We just don't know who they will be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Booster gold, Chris Pratt, right? I mean, after Mario, he's like, well, and that's the thing, you know, Uh, after, after our last episode, it has been confirmed by gun that that was fake. Um, that the, uh, the Aaron Paul news that we had talked about was wild. Uh, he did confirm, uh, that, uh, there was no talks. He's like, as as much as I love Breaking Bad and I love uh, Aaron, that is uh, not our choice for Booster Gold. So yeah, would have uh, been so wild. But I still <laughs> think him and and fucking Mister White would have been crazy as a duo. 
Oh man. Um, but the question that I wanted to ask you, uh, with uh with the Russo brothers, I know that we talked about uh just now, like what we would want them to be uh as far as directors in the DCU. What other MCU directors would you consider to at least take a project in uh, the DCU? Not gonna lie to you, Clay. There's not that many people I know that directed MCU films because I feel like they constantly get a lot of directors that they can, I don't want to say push around, but that will get in line. You know what I mean? Ooh, okay. Because it ain't going to be Taika. Fuck that. I don't want Taika anywhere near the DCU. He could be in a film. He can. He already died, if I'm not mistaken, in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I don't need him directing anything. Um, because it's just, I don't want that kind of comedy and whatnot in, in DC. Um, Because I absolutely hate Thor 3. So, uh, who else is there? Um, I would say... Not Josh Whedon. Fuck him. No, 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 no. Uh, Uh, Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther. Okay, here's the the question. I I think the Black Panther films... I never saw the second one. The first one, minus the CGI, I thought was good. Um, Are we going to... Like, I'd want to see him do something different. I don't want him to put him in the box of, like, let's give him a black superhero. You know? I would I would honestly give Coogler a team-up. Yeah, just to see he, what he works do well, with apparently. Yeah. Um, I have not seen Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I haven't seen Coogler outside of comic book films. Uh, okay. So I would really like to see him uh, do something with a team, with a, with a vast of characters. Um, give him a, a wild as a wildcat yeah the boxer wildcat. yeah yeah if they want to do a boxing film right yeah so um he that that he that's how we get michael b jordan into the dcu <laughs> is creed fights wildcat <laughs> that's how we do it um and then another director that wasn't necessarily playing ball so i think this is right up your alley mm-hmm. scott derrickson scott derrickson what did he direct he directed the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, he is a horror actor, or mm. sorry, horror director. Um, of course, most famously for uh, Deliver Us from Evil, uh, yeah. Hellraiser, uh, Sinister, uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. If if we're going with directors that aren't playing ball, then I want to go, I would go, um, uh, oh my God, fucking Scott's Pil- Pilgrim director. I had Edgar Wright. Oh, Edgar Wright, yeah. Because he did Ant-Man. And the thing is, is if you ever watch Ant-Man, you know half of it feels like an Edgar Wright film, and then the other ones don't. The other half doesn't. The one thing that I was most disappointed in uh, when he was announced as the director Mm -hmm. for Ant-Man and then watching the movie, um, the footage of the test footage for Mm -hmm. Ant-Man very much felt like Edgar Wright. Like it yeah. was so cool. And there was like stuff with the camera that was really, really fun mm-hmm. for the leaked test footage that was in San Diego Comic-Con. And then you see the movie and it's like, that's that's what happened to all of Edgar Wright's stuff. Yeah, there was <laughs> definitely moments where there was supposed to be really cool transitions, you can tell. Because like if you yeah. watch Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim has the best transitions. Like they're so good. Um, and I'm pretty sure Ant-Man was going to have something like that. And I think they were just like, you're a little too out of pocket for us. Like we need a, you need to switch things up. And he was like, no. And then he left. And I respect that. I respect yeah. leaving uh, over creative differences. That is totally fine. But it's not like it hurt him at all either. 
if anything, he got more respect out of it. Because like, oh, you didn't play ball. You stuck to your guns. I'm down with that. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, I would... Honestly, man, that's the one thing I will say about uh, MCU movies. You don't know the directors that well. Like yeah. the Russo brothers did the biggest things, obviously. Joss Whedon, he did the first Avengers. But everybody else, like I couldn't tell you who did... Uh, what is it? Um, the Ten Rings movie. Uh, like yeah, that one. I don't know oh, who yeah, did yeah. that. I don't know who did like fucking. I think did Patty Jenkins do one of the Thors, or she leave to? She she was supposed to do Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, uh, I don't know then... anybody that did the Thor movies besides uh, Taika. Um, I don't know who did the first two Captain Americas. Like I don't know that. Um, um all i know i can't remember his name but the the person who directed the first, oh, the first captain, captain america. america yeah yeah the first the person who directed the first captain america was the same person who directed uh the rocketeer uh um, oh, okay so like the 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 similarities are are, are yeah. very very uh you can see him on screen for sure um so i'm like yeah i totally get the decision on that one mm-hmm. um but yeah, my my choice would definitely be Scott Derrickson because I think like you give him Dead Man, you give him Constantine, you give him some of the weird stuff out there in the DC universe, he would do great in it. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, all right. Anyways, moving on from that, we have so we got the Russo brothers. That uh, also, I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast for just to close out the Brave and the Bold thing. I mean, I think I just want Muschietti now, honestly just that's just what i want i'm just like ah, yeah uh, that's good and then what's his name for authorities um i think yeah just, yeah two yeah. solid shouts there we'll see um let's see it says and then as clay if you're in the discord anyways ladies and gentlemen if you guys want to know the topics we're going to talk about in advance uh, i would highly suggest joining the discord but uh some of you might be curious on uh you guys gonna talk about the flash stuff i don't know what the flash stuff is because i don't want to know what the flash stuff is Clay knows what it is. I accidentally unfollowed Clay on Twitter because he was like, hey, don't look at my Twitter. And I was like, that's kind of hard to do, Clay. Uh, Elon Musk is like, here's your followers in your fucking face now. So um, I was just like, the first thing I go to Twitter sees Clay response to somebody. And I just hit unfollow and mute. I'm just like, oh, fuck. And so I didn't see anything. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I don't know what's going on here. And we're not going to talk about it because I, yeah. I I don't need a spoilers. All, no. all I will say, and this is not a spoiler or anything else, uh, there is rumors of something happening to the Flash character. Mm-hmm. Just know that that rumor that is spreading like wildfire is not true. Uh-huh. Uh, is 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 one big thing. Um, a lot of people are freaking out because uh, yet the time of we're recording this um, this week on Wednesday. Um, we found out that on Tuesday, the Flash screened again, which is absolutely insane because mm-hmm. the Flash is literally being screened in like five days. Um, so at CinemaCon, I, right? At CinemaCon. So I don't yeah. know why they would do a screener right before CinemaCon. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure why they decided to do that. But uh, just know that rumors, you should kind of just like throw them away. Don't even like consider them whatsoever i think the scariest thing will be um anything that comes out after the 20 excuse me the 25th i should mute everything flash going forward i think that and that was what i was going to suggest for anybody who doesn't want to be spoiled i'm really i'm a conundrum my brain is just like i want to know everything yeah Um, so i will be in the know with some stuff uh 
but I I was in a brief conversation with Casey Walsh because uh, he was trying to let everybody know, like, hey, don't freak out. This isn't true. And so I asked him about, like, how was this rumor even starting? He told me that, you know, it screened uh, this mm. past Tuesday. And he's like, just know this happens at the end. And I'm like, you could have just told me the first part of that tweet. Yeah. Bro. Like, didn't have to say that last part. Um, but it... it I don't think that it's too crazy of like a hardcore spoiler, mm-hmm. um, but it can insinuate some things for people in their viewing experience. So I don't yeah. want to share it. Of course, I um, uh, I am the type of person that I consider it. I hate when people are like, "Dude, it's a fucking good film. It'll blow your mind." I'm like, "Fuck you! Why are, now my expectations are through the roof? And if it doesn't fucking blow my mind, I'm gonna fucking hate you. Like I hate <laughs> that." Um, or also like we had instances like in the discord where people, well, well, I had somebody flat out spoil last of us two for me. They're like, Oh yeah, this person dies. I'm just like, Oh, and that dude got blocked, banned, everything, everything. Fuck that guy. But like, I even hate when people are like, Oh uh, yeah, it's not what you think. And I'm like, Oh great. Now I'm going to be thinking about every possible scenario like going forward, you know? And granted, I am a hypocrite in this because again, as we've talked about, we get the books a little early sometimes. And uh, I'll be like, oh, this and that. It's just because I'm like, I can't talk to anybody, so I need to release something. I'm just like, ah, I gotta, like, fucking nonchalant. So I am a hypocrite in that stance. I'm just saying I hate myself. That's what I'm trying to say here, okay? Um, But anyways, uh, also random news that we don't have list here. I saw that article, or I don't know if this was randomly on Twitter, that uh, obviously David Zaslov is not happy with what he's seen from Aquaman. But it wasn't as bad as what he saw from Batgirl. So he, that's why they scrapped Batgirl. But they screened that movie seven times already, which is I have, apparently insane. I have not seen this. Yeah, I saw it randomly on Twitter that David Zaslav was not happy with what he saw from Aquaman. So it is probably like nine, unless that movie makes a billion dollars again, it's probably like 99% chance that he's going to be lobo and aquaman's just going to either get recast or i don't know yeah i i i have a have a pretty big feeling that that yeah. aquaman's going to get recast for sure yeah but i'm just curious on like it'll happen that movie is uh, after the flash so how is all i would say you know um yeah. and i feel like they're they're going to do the thing where it's just it's it's cliche and corny but they did it on Fresh Prince, and they're like, "You look different," and that's it. That's all you do. And then, no, I, I, I honestly think that, uh, I still think that Aquaman two takes place at the same time as the Flash. So, I would love they, that. That'd be cool. But they, they can change at the same time. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but anyways, we're moving on to viewer questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, starting off with the ones in the Discord because we got a couple. Uh, is there a storyline? This is from the Ponderer. Uh, is there any storyline from an episode of the Batman the Animated Series that you want a writer to pick up or reference in a movie? Kind of like how everyone wants Heart of Ice put in a movie. Um, I don't want Heart of Ice unless it's going to be true to Heart of Ice. Yeah, like I, I think that the phrasing of the Ponderer's question uh, is not great in the sense of like referencing, like kind yeah. of making Batman the Animated Series canon to yeah. whatever batman uh is in the dcu i think more so what he means is like take homage to yeah um honestly i i don't want heart of ice 
because I think Heart of Ice is such a good story within itself. Yeah. That like, of course, the way Hollywood wants to do things is like, yeah, use this as your template. And then we're going to change a whole mm. lot of stuff with it. That's just how Hollywood is. Um, but in this case of the question itself, um, I would say just because it's one of my favorite episodes of the Batman, the animated series, I would choose two. One would either be uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich um, mm. is my number one favorite episode of the Batman the animated series. It's so stupid. Um, it, it's the introduction to uh, the Riddler uh, in the animated series, but I absolutely love it. Um, and then there's the episode with uh, Killer Croc where he's like on the train and he uh he explains to the circus people that like oh you know uh i'm on the run from this evil person you know he you know basically tells these circus people that uh batman is evil Mm -hmm. and they try to help him and and all of this stuff Uh, i really like that just because recently the stories that we've gotten from both clayface and killer croc in comics have been really really good and i would love that to be transferred to what they could use for Killer Croc in the uh, in the live action universe. Yeah, some of my favorite episodes are things I don't know would work well as a movie. I think they would work well as like a, if there was a Batman show. You know what I mean, like a live action show. Because yeah. I love Clock King. Like I love the Gray Ghost episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Harley's Bad Day. Like I, those are all just really simple, cool episodes. But I don't think they would be like movies. If I was going to pick a movie, it would be the first two episodes of the animated series with Red Claw because she's trying to do like terroristic shit. And it it also introduces Selena Kyle and Batman. They're going back and forth because they're trying to figure some stuff out. It becomes a team up uh, movie and they take out Red Claw. You know, they stop a terrorist attack. And also that kind of gets Batman out of Gotham. Like I like when yeah. Batman is out of Gotham sometimes. So that would be also cool. But, um, yeah, everything else, like, the animated series is just so good that I don't know if I would want them, because you you automatically have to add more to the story, right? Like, you have to. And we've seen what happens when DC tries to add something to a classic story, a la Batman ends up fucking Barbara Gordon. So I don't need that happening in a bunch of other stuff. So, I don't know. Um... I don't know if I have one. I think all my all my movies, you know, what would be a good one that could probably be a good movie. I don't know what the ta- the name of it is, but it's like the time I almost got Batman or whatever when they're all yeah. in the poker and they're all talking about how they almost beat Batman and then Batman shows up at the end. Like I really think good. that would work really like it's unfortunate just because like the the way that works formatically, mm-hmm. like I don't think it works in live action. Yeah, probably like, not. I think again, like with the way Gun is going to involve a lot of animation and live action stuff via television and movies. Yeah. Um, I think if you want to do something like a uh, special presentation that Marvel is doing within Disney Plus, mm-hmm. like, hey, you you just do this thing that's only going to be like a forty five minute special on yeah. what is now going to be known as max like and you just throw that in there just like a special like hey guys like we're gonna do this it's one of people's favorite episodes of batman the animated series and we're gonna make it 
almost canonically the same in the DCU. Like, I yeah. think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you can always do like a Christmas special, you know, like yeah. Batman chasing Joker on Christmas. That would be a cool Christmas episode of something. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a true answer for you because I I don't like people fucking with the animated series because like not too many people do it well. A lot of people like to add their own thing. And oh, Clay, I don't know, I don't know if you've read nine hundred yet. <sighs> i have not but with that response i may need to jump on it after this dude that i read it (laughs) last dude i read it last night like at two in the morning i was pissed um but i will say because i was worried about this i also read the new um brave and the bold book i think i found out a way to where i could still write my joker story without fucking up kings so creative minds it's called creative writing ladies and gentlemen you don't have to just retcon everything um but anyways we've gotten a lot of books uh, a lot of shit coming out soon but uh moving on from that we have arwitz who is uh as for my question what style of batmobile would you like to see in the new universe um i do not want anything like the batman i want it to look like a batmobile i am tired of things looking military-esque um fucking random ass shit I want a Batmobile looking Batmobile. And what I wouldn't mind is um, I do enjoy the Batmobile from Tom King series that's drawn by David Finch, uh, where it is like kind of like the animated series version, but a little bit more modernized. Um, So I kind of like that one. I think that would be kind of cool. Who I think it's Capullo's uh, design Mm -hmm. that has like the bat head in the front that's like kind of david finch's as well it's it's like the elongated like I think almost it, david finch yeah it takes the inspiration from the batman the animated series that yeah. everybody knows and loves but it uh, also has like its own personal touch to it um i like that one um i'm gonna be a weirdo mm. and uh i know a lot of people are not gonna like this response but uh the uh batman forever um the blue uh, one the 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 black one with like the blue ribs that it has yeah yeah yeah. um it was the coolest toy i had as a kid man it lit up it made noises if i could get that again um that would be amazing it would be so stupid but it would be amazing um i because because here's the thing i i love i i i know everybody's love for every aspect of what a Batmobile could be. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people who read comics in the 60s were like, oh, Batman just drove a sports car, right? Yeah. Um, and then Batman, the uh uh the the live action show with the mm-hmm. the the 60s Batman. Uh uh I can't drove remember. a convertible. Yeah, drove a convertible. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody loves uh Batman begins, the the giant tank, right? Um and for me, I, I I love the elongatedness of a Batmobile. I don't know why. It just mm-hmm. it's it's very silly in some aspects, but you can make a design that looks badass. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind I would want. I, I don't need it to be a normal car, um, and I don't need it to be a giant tank. Like yeah, make it feel a little bit more comic booky. For sure. Yeah, I actually like Affleck's, but it's still very militarized. And I don't like that. Um, I think the reason why we're probably never going to get the elongated car anymore is because you can't drift in it. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. there, because he had a hook for a reason, right? Like that car had a hook so he could turn corners really sharp. Yeah. And I think it just doesn't work. What they could do is make a smaller version that like it elongates to maybe get lower that turns into the long version. Oh, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's kind of how the uh, Arkham one was kind of like. It could yeah. go lower. So maybe they do something like that. But, um, you know, with CGI, you can actually make that happen. And then just, it just looks like a smaller car. Um, but I don't know. I, there's so many different versions of the Batmobile that you could, you know, you can make it work. But, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely want, um, yeah, like Capullo. I just looked up Capullo's. I'd have to look up Finch's, but I'm pretty sure they're very similar. Because I think uh, they did a elongated one as well. But moving over to the YouTubes, um, let's see. Uh, we got Young talking about, uh, I think the Marvel-DC crossover will happen after Marvel is done with the multiverse saga. Because the only way to go bigger for them after bringing back actors who have played Marvel characters previously, like No Way Home. So I think they'll do it uh, to get butts in seats. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like Marvel probably has the next 10 years planned out um even after the multiverse saga because like dude once you get x-men that's a whole new universe yeah if they do it right yeah that first x-men film that comes out is my i'm either gonna keep running i'm gonna go back to the mcu or i'm never watching the mcu again if they fuck yeah. up that first film um but we'll see what happens i don't think marvel is anywhere near uh doing that i just don't think it's gonna happen you don't think it happens in our lifetime i think if every Mar every superhero movie starts bombing then i think they do it only time yeah because then it, it becomes a live action version of what they would have had to do in the comics like like yeah. you said the whole reason why the comics crossed over is because they were losing money if they start losing money in live action movies then yeah they will do the crossover for sure yeah uh next up we got anthony morales uh for the sinister stick uh for the sinister six you could have said uh, Electrocutioner for as Electro. Completely forgot about that character. <laughs> the Electrocutioner. Yeah. Oh man, I would have to even I would have to look up his design because I he was in Gotham. He was uh, you never watched the show, but he he became he was the guy that used to be the police chief. Uh, he ended up becoming the Electrocutioner in the show. So I think a lot of people probably remember him from that. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we could have. Uh, I just never, I didn't forget. Oh, There's so many Batman yeah. characters. So many Batman he, characters. He was, uh, I believe he played a small part in uh, James Gordon's Batman uh, oh, okay. story. Yeah. 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 I always thought that was the wrong casting in Gotham because they could have made him lock up because he was a cop prior to that. Um, and they could have made him lock up, but they they went with electrocutioner for some reason. Uh, moving on to Nathan, uh, if Batman were targeted by his own Sinister Six, uh, and they say Bane, Scarecrow, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze, Man Bat, I don't think that was our run, right? I don't, I, th I don't think we had Mister Freeze in there, did we? No, we did so. not have Mister Freeze um, in there. So he made up his own. Uh, would he need the Bat family's help, or would he be able to take them easily, given uh, a little prep time? Yeah. Remember, okay, people need to remember this. Batman, it doesn't necessarily need prep time for people he's fought before. Hey, that's exactly what I was about to say. Because of how experienced he is with the cast of characters that you have said, Nathan, uh, you know, 
Clayface, he has fought many, many times. Bane, many mm-hmm. times. Scarecrow, many. he's put all of these characters in freaking Arkham yeah. numerous times. Um, so, like, that, I guess that's the only, like, and again, it's the same thing with Spider-Man with their Sinister Sticks, but, like, it would be their one crutch is mm-hmm. that, oh, Batman has faced us all before. Yeah. He could beat us all again, you know? Yeah. And Spider-Man's got a little leg up on him because he's got Spidey sense. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't have to worry about it. Batman would have something in his utility belt to fight a lot of these people. Man-Bat, he could probably tie up with uh, some kind of grappling hook uh, rope. Like, you know, like the things with the balls. Like, what do they call them? Um, Hogtie kind of things. Yeah. Like, he'll tie him up with that. Clayface, he probably has a canister of something that he can throw on Clayface to, like, you know, solid him up um bane will he'll just fight him straight up scarecrow he just puts on a fucking mask you gotta also remember too imagine all of these people trying to go after batman there would be some crossfire so mr freeze would end up hitting clayface or something like that, and clayface would be like what the hell freeze and then he would probably throw something at freeze ivy would be out there throwing her vines everywhere like a hentai and everybody's like what the fuck ivy and then like it would just be like all crazy and batman would just be in the rafters being like these guys are dumb they don't even know i'm not here because he would have dropped smoke and they would have been like ah so like it would be just a fucking shit show which would be fun to watch though uh moncray if you and clay were allowed to write for dc with the condition being condiment king has to be the primary antagonist (laughs) would you take the offer why and why not yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I take that offer? Like, you're going to pay me to write for DC? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. As much as we shit on DC TV and we shit on everything else, those people still have the right to say, I worked for DC. Yeah, 100%. And not everybody can do that. So, yeah, if you're going to make me write a story where Condiment King has to be the main protagonist, yeah. Is it probably going to be more of a comedy? Probably. But, yeah. like, yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um I would be dumb to do that. I, I don't hate Condiment King, guys. Like, y'all need to really understand that. I just think he is a character that is for comedy purposes. He's not a threat. Like, he's yeah. just a goofy character. And I'm fine with that. Because DC, I'm really tired when every villain has to be sadistic and fucking crazy. And uh, I'm going to murder everybody. I because, love Condiment King for being... Because you, 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 you get to the point where, like, oh, is deathstroke on the same level as the joker and like it's just like those conversations are stupid i'm sorry um like you can't out crazy everybody like yeah the idea of of making it's 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 the same idea i guess it's a little bit different but the idea that we were talking about how like ghostmaker is like basically a god the first issue he's a part of yeah. And then now look at him like you you put your your presets of this character way too high. Right. And the same thing goes for the evolution of a character. You compete these villains against each other all the time. It's like, oh, this one's better than this one. Oh, this one's better than this one. Oh, this one finally got better than this one. It's just like sometimes you just you, you just have to forget all that and just know that they're Batman villains. Yeah. And you write them as Batman villains. Yeah. And Condiment King, although a comedic character. I think for those instances, especially in that of a Batman, the animated series, sometimes you just need to punch out a silly character just for the laugh. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, I think that's solid. Also, I think Condiment King, you could write the story where he could become 
a hero that helps out Batman at some, or a villain that helps out Batman for some reason, right? Like you could have the story where he just constantly gets pushed over. Basically Tom King's kite man story, right? Yeah. Everybody shaded on him. You could do the same thing with Condiment King if you wanted to. He has that option. Um, and the thing is, he could go from being somebody that people like because he's such a goofy villain that people will be like, oh, you did something good. Good for you, Condiment King. That's that's what you should be doing. And then he'll be like, huh, you know, and like he could reconsider his ways. He could actually be a, a villain that you can reconform. You know what I mean? So yeah. like or rehabilitate is probably the better word. But yeah, so there's that um eduardo de la cruz all right uh am i okay i am the who i am the what who would win uh beast boy versus poison ivy condiment king versus ashley graham damian wayne versus levi ackerman okay levi ackerman has beaten the shit out of damian wayne i am sorry um the way he destroys titans and fucks everybody up uh sorry damian you're getting your ass beat um Poison Ivy versus Beast Boy. I'd go Poison Ivy there. Who the fuck is Ashley Graham? She's, I just looked her up. She's the famous plus size uh, model. Okay. And this isn't um, the chick from Resident Evil, is it? I her last don't. Name? Oh, her name is Ashley Graham as well. So she's not popular enough to be more noticed than the um, the plus size model. You know what? If you would have picked Ashley Graham, the plus size model, you probably would have had a better argument if that's who you're going for. But I'm assuming because I'm playing Resident Evil on my stream that this and and Ashley's pretty popular right now. I would say they're doing Resident Evil. Ashley, she has the the umbrella virus in her. She could fuck up Condiment King. Oh, that actually, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, when you said Resident Evil, I thought live action movie. And I was like, no, no, who, what yeah. actor is that? No, Ashley, like the Ashley that you're yeah. saving throughout the entire game of RE4. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would have totally, I th- just because it's Condiment King, I would have said, yeah, totally just throw in a, a, a model in there for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, if it is Ashley Graham from Resident Evil, I would totally say Ashley. Um, even the supermodel, I think, would beat the shit out of Condiment King. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, either one, uh, Condiment King's getting his ass beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the if you're talking about literally the Resident Evil one, she's beating his ass. Like, she's got that virus in her. Um, Clay says, which of these would make fans rage the most? Michael Bay is revealed to be directing the Brave and the Bold. DCU makes a TikTok account. Actors do cringe trends in costumes. Batman now canonically has a cuck fetish. Uh, By the way, we usually vet these questions before just to see how ridiculous they are. Um, We did not have time to look at any of these questions. Uh, So uh, our genuine reactions are our genuine reactions. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay in the DCU. Um, there was a time yeah. where Michael Bay was rumored to direct a Lobo film. Oh, okay. Interesting. With I... Danny Trejo attached as Lobo. That's fucking the dumbest <laughs> casting ever. <laughs> um, I don't think Michael Bay directing The Brave and the Bold would be as dramatic as people think it would be. Um, at least you know you're going to get a lot of action. A lot of explosions, yeah. yeah. So I think that would be kind of cool. Honestly, uh, I just think people would make fun of the Batman cuck thing. 
Like yeah. he would just be like Sneeko from, you know, fucking online shit, Andrew Tate fan. Um, but for the most part, I, I honestly think the TikTok thing would be cringy. So people would yeah. talk about it the most. So, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, we have always talked about how uh, the DCU in the future needs to like really work on marketing and yeah. play along with, you know, TikTok and YouTube and trends and shorts and all of these different things yeah. to have people talking about them. But that would be a little cringe for sure. Yeah, I don't think that would work. Um, the thing about like when you do something with Batman, that would be like, oh, he's a cuck or whatever. It's only going to like only a certain amount of people are going to remember that, right? Like nobody remembers because and it's only probably because I bring it up a lot that Kevin Smith made Batman pee his pants because yeah. of an explosion, right? Nobody talks about that. Like, but I bring it up all the time because I think it's one of the stupidest things somebody's ever written, except for, oh, okay. oh man, 900. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, there's just, there's, there's some Chip Zdarsky's out there. That's all I'll say. And you just don't want to be a Chip Zdarsky. That's, you know, um, at least not when you write Batman. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the TikTok thing would definitely be worse. Uh, Alexis Barrera, if Batman were to be a guest wrestler in the WWE to gain hype, which Batman, Bale, Affleck, or Pattinson would get the best reception? Uh, I think, well, I don't know, man. I don't think it's Pattinson. I don't think Pattinson at all. It's not. I don't think it's Pattinson whatsoever. I think if you put Chris, uh, not Christian Bale, sorry. If you put Ben Affleck as a wrestler in the, yeah. in the bat costume, like just rolling up, like just, mm -hmm. I think that would be pretty intense. That would be such a good like WrestleMania moment where it's like you have a baby face, right? Getting beat up by a bunch of heels all the time. And then they'll be like, come to WrestleMania and bring somebody or whatever. And he doesn't come with anybody, right? Like they should have done it in Hollywood because it would just happen this past uh, year. But like he's just getting his ass beat and he's like, you know, like nobody's here to help you. And then you just see the Batmobile come down the stage like vroom. And then fucking I would, Ben Affleck no, gets e out. Even better, I think it would be better if like, you just see on the giant screen the bat symbol. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you know how, like, some people's openers have, like, footage of, like, some of their matches or whatever? Yeah. You just see, like, the footage of, like, uh, at the very end of BVS where, like, you see the security footage, like, pick up mm -hmm. the security. Like, you, you have, like, that montage. Yeah. And then you just have Batman, Ben Affleck, just rolling up in the darkness. Like, that would be fucking hard. Yeah. You could also do it just as, like, a cinematic match because they do those nowadays every once in a while. And yeah, just film the whole thing as a cinematic match and just have Batman show up. Like the lights go out, kind of like Undertaker and shit. And it's just yeah. Batman in the ring. Everybody's like, oh shit. <laughs> like that would be that would be fucking crazy. But Ben Affleck's Batman is more intimidating than Bale's, yeah. in my opinion. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I would go with that. But that would be that would be fucking hilarious. Um, Jason Todd, who would you say serves best as the as the best Miles Morales counterpart in Batman? That should have been used more in games and media. Signal, Black Lightning, and Batwing. Um, no, he's he's giving us the choice. Is it Signal, Black Lightning, uh, or Batwing? Um, uh, I mean, well, counterpart. I mean, we we've talked about constantly that they they could do so much with Signal and they don't. I think they dropped the ball with Signal hard. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I like how Black Lightning contrasts Batman because he doesn't agree with him a lot of times. Yeah. So there's been some good stuff there. Batwing, who fucking cares? I mean, they they shit on him so bad. They're like, oh, we're just going to bring back your brother nobody knows about to be well, Batman. And that's the thing. I think that DC wants Jace to mm-hmm. be the Miles Morales Spider-Man to Bruce Wayne's Batman. Never going to happen. But here's the here's the thing with that, okay? There was a constant relationship between Peter Parker and Miles Morales Mm -hmm. from the very beginning to now. Yeah. There is no relationship between Bruce Wayne and Jace whatsoever. Yeah. So much so that he left the city. Yeah. You know, Um, and they still haven't done. Is that book still going? Uh, From what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised. Uh, Metallica. I don't think Metallica has been here in a while. How come porn doesn't use CGI? Jesus they always Christ. innovate videos for experience. For example, 1080p 4K VR. Why not CGI? <laughs> um, bro, your first of all, where's the Batman question? <laughs> That's see, that was the thing. Like when we first started asking for questions, we made yeah. it very specific in the Discord. Yeah. Hey, make sure that you're batman related questions are here in the discord channel or in the podcast channel i think that start that that's starting to need to to be a thing we need to reel it back in but to answer your question um who uh they i'm pretty sure they use cgi uh there's plenty of things out there i think you're just not watching the right stuff that's, I'll yeah. say that. I think you're looking for the quick fix and not yeah. like the long form media version. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, a lot of that type of content sometimes is an hour long. All right, it's more than you need. Oh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, before Justice League came out, there was a Justice League porn parody that was like really good. Apparently, like CGI. I, I'm practical. I'm pretty sure that like it made like a lot of people like. I'm pretty sure it was trending on Twitter at one point. Yeah. Um, it was it was that big of a talking point yeah. online. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, so I, I definitely think it's been done, Metallica. I think you just need to do some more research. Um, okay, Tiny, what if Batman tool place in Texas? It took place. In, oh, in, took yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um I mean, what city would they be in? I mean, is Dallas got the most skyscrapers? I think, it would probably be Houston, to be honest. I think Houston would probably be. I th- I think it near would the be water, Houston, kind of. I think it would be Houston, but I also I would. I think it could be argued for Dallas as well. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just because, big, like, geez. for for people who don't know, uh, Dallas Fort Worth, they are actually two separate cities, but because they are so close and the yeah. population is growing immensely on both. Uh, they actually consider now consider it one place, Dallas, yeah. Fort Worth. Uh, but it used to be two separate cities. Yeah. Um, it, Fort Worth is just we're just like, look, we're gonna keep your name around. It's fine. Nobody yeah, ever yeah. fucking considered Fort Worth its own city. You were always Dallas, okay? <laughs> it's like San Marcos trying to be like, we're our own city. Fuck you. You're Austin, San Antonio. Like that's what you are. <laughs> You're. We both claimed half of you, and that's what it is. Um, but. I would not be surprised if in the future, like the way things are growing in our state, if like San Antonio and Austin merge at some point because it's growing so fast. There there was always rumors of San uh, Austin. San Austin and yeah. then like there's I think there's still plans for like a giant train 
to Southwest be... says fuck that. I fucking yeah, hate, you know. I although I just bought a Southwest flight, but they're the cheapest. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, they lobbied against that bullet train. Everybody yeah. could have jobs in different cities if they wanted to. If we had a fucking bullet train, but no. Yep. America, every every great place people want to visit outside of America has fucking trains, and America's like, no, we want you to buy tires, so no trains. I'm like, dude, you, you everybody bitches about not having labor. Uh, nobody wants to work. I'm like, nobody wants to work in the city. Like, fucking make them go other places because of the train. You can go yeah. work in fucking a different state if you wanted to, if you want to take the train. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, that's that's not Batman related. Although, Batman scenes on a train. I feel like we need more of those. Yes, we do. You know, um, but I I would agree with with the Jews saying that it, it would be Houston for sure. Yeah, I, I think Houston. I think Austin. Maybe in the next ten years, because they are like building skyscrapers like crazy right now. Yeah, I think you need to have a lot of rooftops and stuff. Um, but I don't know if I would want to see Batman just beating the shit out of people on Sixth Street all the time. So like South by Southwest would be yeah. crazy. Yeah, the Batmobile ain't no Batmobile. He's gonna have to have a Batcopter the whole time because you ain't yeah. getting it through in the traffic in in either city. To be honest, you're not getting through the traffic. Like unless he has a bulldozer on the front and he's just hitting all the cars out of the way, it's not happening. So um, yeah, I, I would definitely think. But traffic is awful here. Why is there not? Why does Batman never get caught in traffic jams? That I mean. I think canonically with video games, the whole reason is because Batman is able to drive up the walls of buildings. Um, But in live action, I mean, we had Bale's uh, Tumblr drive on top of rooftops. That's true. So he definitely killed people in some of those (laughs) things, right? Did he drive on like a, maybe he drove on like on churches and shit, right? Like people were like, oh, there's probably not a lot of people in there. But Yeah. um, yeah. It's always funny. I forget. Bell's like they somebody calculated like he killed like twenty six people or some shit in that movie, right? Um, he definitely killed that one guy in the dump truck. There's one hundred percent that guy died. Um, <laughs> super died. Um, but anyways, I think that is all the questions we have for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now moving on to comics, which we only have two this week. Um, and. Let's start with, I don't know, let's see. Uh, which one did you like the most? I read, apparently, because I, I was skimming through it. I was like, I feel like I read this. I read um, World's Finest, I guess, like, three or four weeks ago. Because I was really? like, this seems familiar. And then I just sped through it. I was like, oh, yeah, I read all of this. I so. Out of the two, I think I enjoyed uh, World's Finest more. Yeah, I think it just had a little bit more substance than Nightwing did. Um yeah. Nightwing had some moments that I was kind of annoyed with. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there was one that I think some people would say was cringe that I thought was kind of funny. Um, but I don't like how they solved the problem. It felt very Wonder Woman. And not, I don't want to diss Wonder Woman. Uh, but, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but totally Wonder Woman's get... always like, you know Wonder Woman can throw down. But she's like, I beat you with love. And I'm like, this isn't Sailor Moon. Like, <laughs> goddamn, fight somebody. Um, so like, you know, that's how I felt Nightwing ended. So let's talk yeah. about Nightwing. Let's talk about yeah, Nightwing. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into Nightwing. Yeah. Which has honestly turned into a Titans book for now. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be the Titans book until Titans comes out later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Taylor will be able to solely focus on a 
Nightwing centric story. Um, but of course, this does follow uh, the same story that we have been following um, with uh, uh, Blockbuster's daughter. They're going to go into hell, uh, find some information that they are needing while uh, Di- uh, sorry, uh, uh, not, uh, Donna. Donna, Donna Troy, Starfire, and Batgirl uh, take uh, Olivia to the mascara for protection. Uh, the first aspect that I think did not go the way Taylor thought it was going to go because he didn't do anything with it. In the very beginning of this book, uh, they jump into hell and Raven puts blinders on the rest of the Titans because there's a lot of people suffering here as heroes. You're going to want to help them. Yeah. But then he didn't show anybody wanting to be saved. Yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity there. Like you could have shown at least have Raven see or like have people in the background, like screaming for help or something. Mm -hmm. And because like she said that, but nothing came of it. Like there was, there was nothing there for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Taylor's kind of known for that nowadays, especially in this book. Like, oh yeah, you have a sister. Oh yeah, where's the story? Nowhere. Um, but yeah, so they go to hell, uh, and it's just like a lot of like, not a lot happening. It's just like, oh, some making fun of the it's, neuron it's, it's or whatever. Very, it's neuron. It's very yeah. weird because like it gets somewhat politically driven. Like, yeah, there's politics within hell. Like the whole idea of there being a computer database within hell, I think is stupid. Um, I think it is stupid, but I thought it was funny how they had it. Yes, because they did pull off a joke that I think yeah. would be funny. I honestly, I think it would be funnier in animation with it. And, and yeah. it didn't really pull off exactly the way it is. Teen but it Titans did give Go would have sold this so well. 100%. But yeah. I, I, it did get a chuckle out of me. Uh, yeah so it is a old like tube computer with floppy disks and everything and cyborg is like oh my god i've never seen so many icons on a desktop well, like ever. like he 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 was like oh my god and they're like what he's like there's so many icons like yeah. you think that it's like a, like very disturbing news of yeah. information that he found no it's just a whole screen full of icons yeah um and then he goes on and he's like Man, there's so many useless programs. There's backups. Yeah. There's malware. Like he's naming all of these different things. Again, I think it would have a little bit more of a comedic punch yeah. if it was animated. Um, but then Nightwing's like, okay, forget all of that. We're we're trying to find something here. Like, let's get back on track. Are you able to find this? He's like, oh yeah. Cyber's like, oh yeah, yeah. I I already found that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, they go on to talk about how um they are looking for. Uh, Jezebel Jet. Uh, Graham Morrison. We find, uh, yeah, we find out that Batman and her had a thing, um, and that she is somehow connected to Blockbuster and this girl. I, I, I forget the. It's yeah, it's the mother of Block uh, of uh, Olivia, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're like, okay, well in order for this contract to really help the neuron, you kind of need that signature. Well, they did get that signature. So how do we fix this? He's like, Oh, I think earth politics uh, is going to help fix what's going on in hell politics, uh, which I thought was, was just ridiculous and silly. But we also get this side story uh, in Themyscira where uh, they're like, hey, we know you're powerful. We're not here to protect you. We're actually here to train you, Olivia. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, 
and Wonder Woman shows up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but it's not Wonder Woman. I thought this was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and a really cool visual because like she's like, oh, you know, let's let's go ahead and spar. And so Olivia is like, oh, hell yeah. Like I can go all out with Wonder Woman. And she like does like what would be a very powerful punch. And then mm. Wonder Woman kicks the shit out of this little yeah. kid. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> and and like all of the Titans are like, Diana, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what's going yeah. on? Of course, we do find out that it is the smiling man, um, Grodd, as well as Polaris, um, yeah. all coming to grab Olivia. But dude, just that pan that one panel kicking Olivia. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so great. I find it funny when kids get hurt in comics and shit. Like, obviously, I don't want that to happen in real life. Although, when it does happen and it's caught on video, sometimes I laugh. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, like, I saw that video recently. I've seen it a million times. But have you ever seen that big? It's like this uh, kind of like chunky kid is driving a bike really fast down a street. And he runs right into a fence. And then he like, oh, he hits yeah, like it's funny i'm sorry i hope that kid was all right um but like yeah so that shit was funny because i'm like hell yeah dude that was awesome and then of course you know i honestly at first i didn't even think about it being like a bad wonder woman i was just like damn i thought she was like mind controlled or something and then it was that guy i was like oh okay um but i thought that was fucking funny like she just straight up kicked her uh, and then the rest of the thing is kind of boring because then they go and they're sitting in an office and they're like, oh, my God, Diana and them need help. Go over there. And then everybody leaves and then Neuron's like, oh, yeah, me and, you know, what's the name? Let's have a chat. And then it's just like, yeah, I actually adopted her. So you can actually make that contract valid. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure the way contracts work is it's how it started. You just literally adopted her today. Like you were never her parent. How does it, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, so really dumb. I thought that was uh, it just an idiotic way to not, I mean, obviously the story's not over, but just an idiotic solution to something like you could have went to another person to like nullify that contract. You could have went to any other type of villain or maybe even like go get Zatanna's help or somebody, right? Constantine, Constantine knows about contracts and souls. Like, you could have done a lot more here. And I, I think that, was that would have been really cool if they would have brought Constantine in. Yeah. Because he would have, like, because then you could have caused more conflict, right? Where Constantine, he's like, I got, I changed the contract. I gave it up for your soul. And, like, Dick Grayson's soul was transferred. And then they got to figure that out. Like, that would have been a more compelling story. Yeah. But again, Dick Grayson was like, let's go talk to my sister in the government. I'm like, how do we know she's your sister? Like, we still haven't got that story. Um, and it's just like, oh, my God. And then, oh, what happened to Heartless? Like, what is happening in this story? Yeah, it's... I think they got a little too focused on the Titans thing. Mm-hmm. And this, I think this is one of our worries, yeah. was that this was going to become a Titans book. Um, but I think they're just kind of setting the tone for what Titans will be. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is an okay thing, but you needed to tie in more of the stuff that is going on with Nightwing um, because this essentially is Titans volume one for the 2023 release. Like like, it's going to be very odd when you buy volume one of Titans, uh, you know, probably coming out next year. And then 
like they reference stuff that comes out in this book and it's like a full story in inside of the nightwing book like that yeah. within itself i think is going to be a problem when it comes to people trying to pick up that book um but i one thing that like kind of irked me was at the end of this book mm-hmm. uh neuron was like okay okay i i i get you got me but what if you had superpowers it's like yeah but what the, what the f- like again it's trying to convince Mm-hmm. nightwing to sign the contract or whatever but it's like you're not like this i think this is jumping the shark yeah um again it's a nice homage to the idea of where nightwing the idea of the name for nightwing came from mm-hmm. with superman him getting powers also uh, the classic costume getting somewhat of the classic costume yeah i i dig the look mm-hmm. but also because of the artist here um it just looks like john yeah yeah i agree uh also here's why they not they need to not give him powers because the name of the next issue is called the temptation of super wing you change one letter in there and it's super wing yep yeah uh, yeah (laughs) the next uh, the temptation of super wing we're doing hentai at dc now like whoa yeah super wing is a terrible name um yeah so yeah, I I don't know, man. Nightwing has been kind of weird lately since about 100, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's all the Titan stuff because again, what happens when you deal with the Titans? Everybody's got to go big. You got to be fighting the demons. You got to be fighting supernatural. Be- like, dude, you can fight normal people, like you know. But everybody's always got to go big because it's like it's a team up. They need a an impossible villain. And she's like, nah, whatever. Uh, the backup story was okay. I was kind of hoping there was going to be more from it, but it was just kind of like a loving story. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like the 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 cliffhanger that we ended on last time mm-hmm. with like, oh, it was this woman. Yeah. Uh, the mother of of this family. Like, OK, that's a little dramatic. What's going on there? And what you find out is compelling. But like I there was no real substance to it, unfortunately. Yeah, um, because, again, we are still left off of a cliffhanger here. Mm-hmm. We found out about the rope, but we didn't find out about the bomb. And so we're back to square one. And it definitely feels like that with the very ending being Nightwing being like, we need to look at the te- We need to look at your security footage. Again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like Kinda. that was the, the, the whole <laughs> rope in the incident almost feels like it wasn't needed, you know? Yeah. And I get what they're trying to do here to where like, it's just, you know, there are times where coincidences happen, right? Like, yeah, an explosion happened, but also an accident happened at the same time, but they think it's connected. So I understand that, but I don't think it was done as well as it could have been. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Also, I I really don't like the idea that Nightwing was testing John, you know? um yeah that was a little weird again we we understand that the idea of nightwing training john is okay but like the i guess just the wording and how it was played out felt weird like why did you need to test john here you know yeah Yeah, so it was weird i don't know nightwing i mean it's still readable i will say that but i will say that i do feel like the the books just don't have much substance going on. And I, I'm still waiting about a bunch of other answers. I want to know about Heartless. I want to know about his sister. Like, I want to know about that secret 
uh, compartment he has in the pirate city or whatever. Like yeah. there's so many things that Tom Taylor hasn't like finished. And I'm just like, dude, when are you going to do that? Um, and I don't know. I don't like uh, doors being left open a lot, um, but unless it's like supposed to be an overall story. And I don't know if he's trying to make heartless the bane of this run, but you got to include him every once in a while, I think, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, before we move on to World's Finest, there were some other books this uh, this week as well. A decent DC Silent Tales was kind of cool. A book with no words in it. It was just all drawings. Now, I will say uh, this has already been released via DC Universe Infinite. Um, oh, okay. This is the first time that they will be releasing them physically. Um, ah. There are three separate stories. Um, one with Superman, one with Cyborg, and one with Harley Quinn, yeah. um, I believe. Uh, go check them out. They're actually really, really fun. And I do believe it's an ongoing series that are basically a series of one shots. So um, I really, really enjoyed the Harley Quinn and I really enjoyed the Superman one. So uh, I'm a really big fan of them. I think everybody should check it out. Yeah. Also, we're not covering Catwoman, but I did skim it. And I believe she is broken out of prison. Um, she also made a cat suit out of prison clothes or she was wearing it was dumb because like she put a mask on that was like a Catwoman mask made out of prison clothes but she's already in prison and people know who her identity is so like yeah why, why put on a mask like it's like um, oh no it's Catwoman how yeah. is she getting here yeah <laughs> holy crap she was in here the whole time um where did Toledo go yeah yeah oh it's like Clark put it on glasses Clark <laughs> Superman was just here where'd he go like it's so dumb <laughs> um but anyways uh a book that um i'm assuming you read this we we've been covering it the dc dead on gods thing i mean i just don't care for it anymore oh i i did not read it yet um, okay. i was going to read it um but it did end um I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I think it's going to fall on its face, unfortunately. Yeah, so I don't want to spoil it for you, so we won't cover it. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the ending, personally. Um, but I was already kind of out of love with the, the book, so I don't really care as much. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the other books. And let's go on to World's Finest. Um, obviously, art, fantastic in this book, as always. Um, but what did you think of it? um as for like where it's leading to and um like what we got at the end um i enjoyed the cameo of oliver queen um mm -hmm. more oliver queen please um i should i say more dan mora on oliver queen yeah. and green arrow um just completely love uh dan mora's art and his designs um i think i enjoyed this one overall um, I love Robin Robin's little like Batman moment here um, mm -hmm. where he like ties up the the villain in I believe they're in South America. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, like um, um, where they're in like, Venezuela. Yeah, South yeah. America, um, where he just like ropes this villain and like just kicks him off of a freaking cliff and, and holds him. And it's like, hey. I'm getting a little tired here. Like, tell me some information. Like, I really love those moments. Yeah. Um, the narration from Robin of like how uh Metamorpho was like saving everybody, I don't think I really needed. Mm -hmm. I think I would have enjoyed the perspective of Metamorpho and Superman while 
they were doing the saving. But yeah. I understand the the concept of what Wade was trying to do here. Um, I like that moment. Um, but the idea, how do you feel about this idea that uh, all of the billionaires mm-hmm. in the world have been captured and replaced with androids? How, how do you like, because we find out that it is none other than uh, Anthony Ivo, Professor Ivo, yeah. who is uh, kidnapping these individuals and uh having all of their money uh basically siphoned into a offshore account of his yeah uh, very classic supervillain move type of thing but do you think it's clever like how how do you feel about because the one big thing was that like bruce very much noticed the way oliver's like speech pattern was yeah and some of the dialogue that he was using was not normal to oliver mm-hmm. queen so like how do you feel about how all that broke down yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I think Ivo doesn't get enough uh, play as he could, in my opinion, because he, I mean, basically, he builds things opposed to being able to morph into them like Clayface, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we all know that Amazo was one of the toughest villains Justice League ever fought at one yeah. point, right? Yeah. So I kind of like that. And you would think that he would be able to improve on it. And so I don't mind, uh, you know, I, I like a classic villain every once in a while, you know? I don't need the murderous rampaging like Joker all the time, which does yeah. get kind of tiresome. So having a classic villain doing classic villain shit, I'm down with it, especially in a book like World's Finest that is kind of more campy and like mm-hmm. old school. Um, I don't mind it. And yeah, I, I think the balancing between like heroes and stuff is really well that Mark Wade's doing here. And I think he needs to stick to a handful of characters and not do what he's doing in whatever the fuck that Lazarus thing was. Yeah, um, because that was just too much. He wanted to play with everybody. I'm just like, bro, chill. Um, but the idea of him being campy, I think I am going to enjoy uh, him being on Shazam. Um, yeah, the same, the, the same creative team, Dan Mora and Mark Wade, are jumping into a Shazam book that's coming out very, very soon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to work well. Um, you had said... Um, I think last episode, um, Mark Wade is doing a lot, yeah, a lot because um, in the same quote unquote universe, and I I guess it's still continuity. Um, he is doing Teen Titans World's Finest or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, also, not with Dan Mora, but he he is doing a uh, a Teen Titans run that is, I guess. I assume set in the past like this is yeah, uh, because we're going to get a younger Dick Grayson Robin with like the classic Teen Titans roster. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be definitely interesting. Um, Although I just want to make sure everything's good. You know, I just want the writing to be good. I mean, I I, world's finest so far, there've been some ups and downs, but for the most part, I've enjoyed everything I've read. Uh, and I think as long as as long as I'm interested in reading the next book, that's all I ask for. I don't need it to be a knockout every time. I just want to enjoy what I'm reading. Um, yeah. But like, you know, stuff like Undead and Nightwing, like Undead, I dropped off a long time ago. Same thing with um, uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Don't really care where that's going anymore. Night Nightwing's starting to lose me, but I needed to get back to a normal Nightwing story. I yeah. like what he was doing with Barbara and Dick Grayson. Like, that was nice. Like, okay, they're building some kind of relationship here. Oh, they're working together. Like, 
I think he needs to go back to basics. And like, granted, I like a team up book every once in a while, but they don't need to always be around. But it's funny that I say that because I also don't need a Titans book. You know, like I'm not going to go out of my way to read a Titans book. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, and then the end of this book is Dick Grayson and Superman go to check out this basically the Amazo Lair, and they find out that uh, Doctor Ivo has built a metamorpho kind of villain and it can make kryptonite and basically puts superman down yeah so. i thought that was really really wicked um there's a moment here i really like the visual of like uh there's these like android-esque skeleton bodies that yeah. are like coming after robin and superman and superman's like i'm not a child like i'm not scared of these these things and i was like oh it's not for you it's for the kid like, yeah, I'm messing with his head, not yours. Um, and I just really love like the nuance, the dark like background, the purples and stuff. I really loved all how all of that fit. Um, one thing that we forgot to mention was uh that uh Magnus, the creator of uh the Metal Men, yeah, uh, is also name dropped here. Um, we find out that Amazo probably or not Amazo himself, but Ivo. Uh, possibly kidnapped Magnus to learn about how he created the metal men to create yeah. his monstrosity that is now fighting uh, Superman at the time. Um, and Batman's like, okay, if that was true, why didn't the metal men stop them? And we see that the metal men are actually melting in what looks like lava of some sort yeah. um, in these vats. Uh, so very, very intense stuff. Um, really liking the the way this uh, this particular story is is coming out. Yeah, no, I think it's great, and I've always said I like when a writer goes out of their way to bring back old characters and try to reinvent them, right? Um, or not even necessarily reinvent them, but just give them new life. So um, I think it's kind of cool. So this is the one thing that Mark Waite is doing that I do enjoy. Uh, everything else, not so much. I didn't like Batman and Robin really. Yeah, but again, it's it's the the magic shit, man. I I don't think I'm ju I'm just not a big magic fan. Like it needs to be very minimal for me to enjoy it. But when it gets into like crazy crazy shit, I'm just like, meh, it's too much. Like I don't I think that's probably why I didn't really like Justice League Dark too much, um, because it, it was all magic essentially. So, yeah, wasn't a big fan of that. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this podcast um it is going to be a few weeks i don't know if clay will be reading 900 anytime soon but uh it'll be a few weeks before we cover any of that and i think next week we got like a book or two if i'm not mistaken but um actually it's, not, it's only two weeks until we talk about 900 which will be interesting but um yeah uh that is going to be it for this podcast ladies and gentlemen clay what do you got going on this week man so this week, as the time you guys are listening to this, uh, my co-host for Star Wars Alliance and I uh, have reviewed the season finale uh, for season three of The Mandalorian. So go check that out over at Star Wars Alliance. Um, Going to be uh, quite a bit of a conversation there. Um, of course, go check out the season finale before you go listen to it. Um, but that is pretty much all I have. Oh, uh, and as us recording and you listening uh of course on monday uh i will have a review of the 30th anniversary special for power rangers up on the geek ultimate alliance network um you uh it should be the first episode on monday that drops uh so go check that out as well 
Noise, noise. If you guys want to see me play Resident Evil 4 Remake, come check out my live stream on my Twitch channel or my reaction channel. We'll be streaming at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Maybe I might have to take care of my niece a little bit tomorrow, so it might be delayed, but expect a stream tomorrow either way. And uh, yeah, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman.